What's up, Dirty Guns? Oh. Whew. Have you ever worked out so hard that you couldn't do sit-ups? <laughs> um, it was a good workout. I can't do a sit-up. <laughs> Give me a couple of days. I think it'll get back there. Um, I'm not saying you should always work out that hard, but uh, if you can push yourself pretty good, and I'm not hurt, I'm just really sore, uh, stretching it out, it's getting better. Um, I think it was just such a intense amount of time. Two weeks, Puerto Rico, drowning cones, drowning myself, uh, pushing myself, seeing what I could do. Uh, and now I am recovering from said uh, workout. I feel great. I got a big smile on my face. Uh, not moving as fast, but like I said, give it a couple days, I'll be all right. And uh, somebody made a comment because you know, because I'm my shoulders are jacked, <laughs> my neck is everything's. Uh, not too well. I'm 90% disabled through the VA. Um, so I have to limit myself. You know, I, I can't go surf for six to eight hours like I used to when I was younger. Um, I have to take breaks. <laughs> so I might just sit out there in the water for a while, let my shoulders rest up. Um, but doing that, I was able to not hurt myself. Have a great time, catch a bunch of waves, drown a bunch of cones, and not be hurt. So, you know, you got to listen to your body. And, you know, there were guys like, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, let's go. Mm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit this one out. And it's very hard because the waves were nice, my friends were out, you know, and I didn't want to sit it out. But uh, discretion being the better part of valor... Being I want to surf until I'm 95 years old, if I kill myself, then I won't be able to. So I gotta take it easy. So slow and steady wins the race. Maybe I don't catch every wave that I want, but I'm out in the water, I'm floating around, I'm watching people catch waves, I'm, you know, being a student of life. So it's the third time I've been to Rincon and uh, I guess I was paying excuse me I was paying more attention and so by paying more attention I saw oh okay well if you're unless you're in the worst spot right at where the wave is about to break you're not going to catch it um, there's one peak there might be another peak down the way, but there's basically one peak per spot, and if you're not sitting on it, you're not going to get it, you know, because there's 20, 30 other people floating around the area, so you have to sit in, like, the worst possible spot, but I've been surfing for a while, so um, I've learned, I learned this actually the first time, so my buddy's got this board, it's a 10-foot surfboards Puerto Rico old board, heavy, uh, I grew up on heavy boards, uh, I grew, well, I grew up riding short boards with 
three fins. They're called thrusters. And then I worked... I say worked my way up. But I eventually had a nine-foot board that was big and unwieldy. And I learned to just stomp on the tail to do my turns. So... Using weight, momentum, and all kinds of things. So the last time we were surfing a place called Hobos, or the first time three years ago, and I'm riding this gigantic 10-foot board, no leash. Uh, so if I lose it, I'm either swimming or, you know, possibly going to run over somebody. Uh, I actually bunny hopped over a dude. <laughs> he was... Uh, I'm like, did I hit you? No. <laughs> You're fine. Paddle back out. He just happened to be in the wrong area. Um, he went on the way before me, wiped out, and so then when I was behind him, he's there and he didn't duck dive quick enough, so I bunny hopped over him, uh, threw the board back. He looked at me, grumbled, and I was like, whatever. Um, but I would just jump up on this board, and the board knew where it wanted to go. The, the board basically rode itself, and I was just along for the ride, so I hopped up, and just, and I could see the line that it was going to take, it just, it was beautiful, and so, on, on these waves, you just point the board in the direction that you want to go, paddle really fast, and then let the board do the work for you, and so I was doing that this time, and it works, you know, the, the board's they're made so well. Hydrodynamics and physics and laws of gravity and all that stuff, you know. <laughs> um, and I just let it do. So being a, a student of life, you know, a lot of things you don't push or shove or, yeah, you can get the square peg in the round hole. But... Are we always supposed to put square pegs in round holes? You know, or is it just be able to think outside the box? Which there was an um, article yesterday on MSNBC. I'll, I'll put the link down below. And it was the soft skills that people are looking for when they hire you. And it's very interesting because we always say that um, ANS, prep, all that stuff, uh, and it comes stems from INDOC are all your just job interviews. So you gotta impress them with your job interview skills and they're looking for things like you go get it. You know, you don't take no for an answer. You're um, searching, you're proactive, you think outside the box. Uh, you work well with others, you're a good team player, your um, ability to think quick, uh, taking information quick, um, your ability to react, um, confidence, not arrogance. And I liked how they, they brought up that arrogance is more than likely a... Uh, you're trying to make up for the fact that you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> So you're arrogant. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I got this. Um, that's bad. Confidence, good. Arrogance, bad. Silent professional. 
uh, yes sir, no sir, team leader, team follower, teammate, um, compassionate, um, being able to see other people's points, you know, and not get angry, able to take criticism and not be angry, uh, like I said before, sometimes criticism hurts, you're like, eh, you know, and it hurts because you know that it's true, you're like, yeah, I could do better, I could do more underwaters, I could do stuff, I gotcha, that's, that's what people are looking for, and that's what the Air Force is looking for, and with the amount of, I just found another kind of PJ, uh, YouTube channel, they disguise their voices, so, you know, but they have good information, nice videos, um, so there's a plethora of information out there just waiting for you to find it, grab it, read it, you know, don't necessarily just watch videos of YouTube of Pararescue or SEALs or Marines or Green Berets, that is good. Tim Ferriss, uh, the art of manliness, uh, leadership, thoughts, all that stuff. Uh, like, all right, so Jocko uses his books for uh, military and civilian, uh, you know, and while most of us aren't CEOs of businesses or, um, you know, things like that, we do work with people in a workplace, you know, we live on a planet filled with people, so, um, learning to understand people, to read people, to, you know, if you can figure out the reason that a person wants something, uh, you figure out their motivation, um, it helps you. So that way you can better help them and or you can see their reasoning and or you can, you know, make the world a better place by helping them. Like, oh, okay, that's good motivation. Wants to make the world a better place. So we'll work on our underwaters. Um, I think of uh, Peter Tosh. He's got a line... I don't want no peace. I want equal rights and justice. Um, and then him and Bob wrote, uh, get up, stand up, and there's no peace on earth. Uh, it's just, you gotta get up, stand up, and don't give up your right. You gotta make things happen. And, uh, cause nobody's just gonna give you these jobs or these hats or this responsibility, they're going to um, demand of you what was demanded of them because you're going out there to work with their friends and they don't want their friends to get killed by some idiot. So they're making sure. And in, in the new SWO, Open Enlistment, I came in Open General, same thing. You have to earn your job. Um, so don't, not being a PJ was never an option. It was death or pararescue. Um, 
I refused to quit, refused to let go, refused to give in. Uh, did the best I could. And, you know, because I think a job or jobs like these, I guess you have the desire to do the job, but you you have the desire to do this job and sometimes maybe you don't have the uh, capacity, either physical or mental or spiritual, to to actually accomplish what you really want to. So then the question begs is, well, do you really want to or do you just want to? You know, which makes me think of uh, Sergeant Pope in, uh, I think it was National Geographic or when it was an older... Um, I saw it last night. Uh, Sergeant Fahey, he's uh, a developer now. He was talking and... Uh, the guy said, Sergeant Pope, something about, you know, well, these guys want this job, you know, and what happens when they, they don't get it? And he's like, well, I want a million dollars, but nobody's going to give it to me. And uh, in, in classic Pope fashion. And I'm like, yeah, I, I want this, but, you know, you got to earn it. You got to earn your keep, earn your citizenship, earn your awesomenessity of being born here and the luck you know um, poor Haiti poor Rwanda poor you know all these countries that that's poverty I mean yes we have poverty here in America but your opportunities are mm, a whole lot better infrastructure something to do you just gotta get off your butt and do something. Uh, I grant a lot of homeless people they're there for a lot of other reasons, but mm, I've seen some pretty healthy people, you know, pandering. Uh, you're on hard times, you're on hard times. I got it. You know, I don't mind helping people that have hit hard times, but if you hit hard times because you always make the wrong decision and you always you know, take the easy way out, or you always, you get suckered into, well, they said I could do the, you know, mm, trust but verify, unless it's a used car salesman, a politician, uh, or somebody of that manner, then don't believe, <laughs> verify, and then make your choice. Um, don't be afraid. A lot of people are afraid these days. I'm afraid of the water. I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the heights. I'm afraid of the way you drive. I'm not afraid of the way I drive. I've been in a whole lot of worse places <laughs> driving, so my driving, I'm pretty confident with. Um, I mean, I don't. I'm not driving 100 miles an hour, you know, or, or something like that. Usually within eight miles of the speed limit. At nine, they'll give you a ticket, so you can go eight over. Unless you're in Montana, then I've heard you can go really fast because there's one stoplight and a bunch of sheep. <laughs> so it's your own autobahn. Um. Yeah. So 
be a student of life, a student of warfare, a student of surfing, a student of cooking, a student of people. I think if you think of yourself as a student, you know, there might be some things that you're a teacher in, but even a good teacher is still a good student. And a good leader is still a good follower. And to be a good leader, you need to start off as a good follower. So we finished this task, we'll finish that task. I was able to do this task, I can do that task. Um, I think that those are all good ways to <clears throat> attack life, per se, or attack things, not always in a violent manner, but, you know, be on the offense, but always keep a good defense. So, that's my take on SWO and being a student of life. So, if you... So, being a cone is, is bad, but being like a cone whose eyes are open, ears are open, mind is open, it will help you. Parachutes only work if they're open. So, that's your mind. And if you have your eyes and ears open, then you'll learn. You'll have good situational awareness. You'll survive. You get to be old someday. And then you can help people uh, learn from whatever mistakes you made. And say, hey, you know, when I was young, I wasn't exactly bright. But luckily I lived long enough to become more intelligent and ta-da look at me now <laughs> um, I think of Obi-Wan Kenobi what are you doing oh well so this guy was taking up two lanes to make a turn and then when he made his turn he went back into the left lane because he had a truck so therefore he probably has a small penis That's, that's my theory on people with gigantic trucks. <clears throat> Very small penis. Or, like, helping their buddies move a lot. <laughs> my, uh... I always like... Well, I like good gas mileage. You know, cars... Trucks are... You know, I need to take something. You know, surfboards. Just throw it in the back. It's nice. Um, but cars... So much better on my gas mileage. And... I'm always trying to do my best to help the uh, environment as best as I can. So, I like cars. Um, ow. And I, I've done research. <laughs> so, took a pool. Which is another thing. Uh, people will you know, so, uh, doing Jordan Peterson's book, 12 Rules of Life, again, uh, very good book, and he was talking about, like, a lot of people are afraid, or, like, terrified of, you know, they were naked in front of a stage of people, uh, or naked on stage in front of people, and I think 
Well, it would not be fun. It, whatever, you know, just everybody's naked under their clothes. Um, some bathing suits. <laughs> you can't. You might as well just be naked because it doesn't really cover much. And I'm not complaining. I'm just saying that like everybody's naked, so everybody's got the same body parts, same thing. So to be naked in front of people is like whatever. Um, they're people, you know. So if you're giving a brief, or you're talking to a general, or you know a politician or somebody important, and you're like they're a person I'm a person they get up the same morning put on their pants same way as I get up every morning put on my pants I would just show them respect whether they're an airman or a general and what could go wrong if you show respect to everybody and treat everybody equally you'll never have any problems so be good, work hard, train hard. Hope you're doing awesome. And we will chat soon. Thanks for listening. Yeah.